The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our show today. I've been real excited about our guest, Linus Woods Mullins. She's the founder and CEO of Praise Work, and her main goal and passion in life is to educate people about how to achieve total wellness of mind, body, and spirit. Linus, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so great to be on the show. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I just love all the work you're doing on a global level. It's just really interesting keeping up with you these days. Um, Tell everyone um, how you got started and focused on the idea of taking care of yourself. Where did that come about? Often we have a shadow or a time of storms or or darkness before we see the light. Do you have a story that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. I guess you could say I had my aha moment about uh, three and a half years ago. Um, I was, um, you know, pretty happy, I thought, in my um, career as an um, upper-level manager in human resources, and I was working for, uh, in the healthcare industry and responsible for um, the hiring of, um, and, and staffing of the clinics and the hospitals within this uh, um, healthcare um, um, organization. And um, I had a meeting with uh, my boss, and uh, there was someone on my staff that they were kind of pushing me towards letting go, and I had some real issues with that because that person, I knew what her personal story was, and uh, I felt that that would have been the wrong time to performance manager out, that we needed to give her some, not just empathy, but sympathy, because, you know, empathy, there's no action going on there, but sympathy, you're actively involved in trying to help another person, and I could see that that was not where their philosophy was going. So uh, the next, I went home that day to think about it and, uh, and to pray on it because I just wasn't feeling comfortable in my spirit. The next morning I woke up and um, began to get dressed and then I realized um, I just wasn't feeling good. And I started crying and I couldn't stop crying. I had called in and said I was going to work from home, which wasn't unusual. You know, I've been telecommuting for years, so that wasn't unusual for me to do that. But I couldn't seem to pull myself together. Uh, my one of my I have four girls and um, one of them uh, is away at school and uh, she had called me and couldn't get me on the phone couldn't get me on the page or couldn't get me to text message email all the different ways that people can contact me and she called her three other sisters no one could reach me till finally um, one of the girls came by my house and you know they knock on my bedroom sliding glass door that goes out to the patio and they could see me so I could not answer and they're like mom what's going on and I'm like I don't know I can't stop crying. So they were very concerned, took me to the doctor, and my doctor said, Linus, if you don't start taking better care of yourself, he said, you're exhausted. And you're suffering from, uh, I think, some anxiety, 
and I want you to take some time. And I'm like, I can't do that. Human resource people don't take time. You know, <laughs> we don't take a break. He says, no, you have to. So I went and took a respite. And it was during that time that I be- began to realize that I wasn't really happy in my spirit in terms of what I was doing. And I wasn't taking care of myself the way I thought I was. I had fooled myself into thinking that the pace within which I was living my life was normal, that the feelings of anxiety I was having every single morning, every single day when I woke up in the morning was normal, and that this is just the way it was. But I found after getting some rest and much prayer meditation that I needed to make a change. And that's basically how Praise Works was born. That change was to pursue my passion, which was praise dance, and also communicating to women who were just like me, who were overwhelmed, who needed to make some kind of lifestyle change to get healthier, but didn't know how to do it. So that's how PraiseWorks was born. And you know, it's so interesting when you're talking about um, just the whole healthcare industry, as well as so many other people that are called to serve, or a lot of nonprofit leaders and people that are out there like wanting to make a difference in the world. It's so interesting how you meet so many people that absolutely burn out. Uh, they don't take care of themselves. When you see them, they're either excessively overweight or they are addictive or they, um, you know, are not lined up with, there's not a congruency with the message. It is so amazing how uh, it's almost, um, what would be the word, um, oxymoronish or, you know, that someone that's all about being the messenger to tell other people to take care of themselves, how they're the last to do it. They're so, um, what is that? Is that the wounded healer, you think, within people, the wounded healer? It's it's funny because you hear that expression, physician heal thyself. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my case, I, you know, I was in human resources, which really is not in the business all the time of helping people. It's a business itself. But I got into human resources initially, to help people, but I found out early on that that wasn't necessarily how things worked in corporate America, and so uh, as I continued to doing doing that, but going against the grain in terms of what I felt I really wanted to do, over time I internalized some of my uh, you know uh, depression and anxiety over doing a job that really wasn't my ultimate calling, and I became my first client, my first patient, so to speak, in terms of coaching myself back uh, to total wellness in my mind, body, and spirit. And it has been a journey. It has truly been a journey. Uh, But the first step along that journey is recognizing that you want to make a change, that there's something not quite right. And I think we have a lot of people around in this world that walk around kind of like the walking wounded, you know. Uh, They're functioning. Uh, they're making a contribution to their jobs, maybe their churches, their families, whatever, but they're not making any contribution to themselves, to their spirit. And inevitably, if you're not contributing to your bodies and your spirit, inevitably, you're going to burn out and you're going to be like I was. That day where I just couldn't stop crying, couldn't figure out why. Uh, It was because I was totally depleted in terms of taking care of the very fuel that keeps our bodies going, and that's the spirit. 
It's kind of like the uh, the mechanic that, you know, everybody else's automobile works in the neighborhood, but he has two broken cars in his driveway or the, or the <laughs> uh, construction, construction worker that has the, you know, um, uh, the door that flaps in, in the back because he's going to get to it. Um, it is interesting, isn't it? Um, and it's so uh, dynamic when we think of really that we're a role model, not just in the place that we go to work or in the place that we go to do what we feel passionate about, but that our life really is the example. That's what I love about you know the teachings of of, of Jesus. It's it, it's that the life. The words, the languaging was the example, you know, not the exception, but the example and and that we get that we're kind of watched everywhere we go, you know, in a way of healthiness or in in ways of children in the community or or looking to us as adults to be taking care of our, our bodies and that who we are lines up. Children read through it right away but when you were talking about having the aha and and then you started doing some things uh because of anybody that goes on the website uh and looks you up and connects with you praiseworks.biz praiseworks being plural dot biz and looks at linus woods mullins and how she looks as a human being i mean you're beautiful you know you're just (laughs) Awesome and vibrant and, you know, um, what were some of the things as far as the practical changes that you make? Because I really feel like that people can move from good to amazing with just simple common sense. So what are some things that you did or that you continue to do that really help people uh, maximize their life experience and and do holistic health care? Well, you know, I always tell people that want to make a lifestyle change that a lot of times it's not so much what you stop doing, it's what you add. And over mm. time, those things that you've been doing that aren't holistic or aren't good for you or not really agreeing with your bodies and your spirit, they will drop off over time because it won't fit. You won't want to do it. So the first thing that I always suggest to people that they add uh, is movement. Movement is so important. Now, notice I didn't say exercise because I don't want to turn people off. Like, I don't like to exercise. Okay, fine. Well, movement is important. Now, I'm a dancer. You know that. So that wasn't um, that much of a challenge for me because I already dance, but I turned it up a notch in terms of setting goals for myself in terms of how I wanted my body to be so that I could praise dance on more of a full-time basis. So I began to move more often. For someone who's not used to moving on a regular basis, it might be just 10 minutes a day, every day. But you want to incorporate that in your regime because studies have shown that uh, movement is an integral part of caring for our temples but also caring for our spirits. It helps the serotonin levels, that feel-good hormone, to come through our brains if we are moving. So I always tell people, if you're not on an exercise regime, you're not quite sure what you want to do yet, but you still got to get into moving. Do things like park at the very furthest end of the parking lot in your job and walk all the way to the office door rather than trying to find the closest place to the office door or same thing at the shopping center. Uh, you know, if you can take a brisk walk in the mornings around the block to start, 
you'll be surprised how invigorated you feel. And it jumpstarts your metabolism if you're in a person who wants to drop a few pounds or wants to begin that cycle of losing weight. So movement was important. The other thing was I increased my water. Now, I was, I've always drank water, but not as much as I should. Uh, so I started doing things to uh, make me desire my water. I would put lemon in my water, mint in my water, maybe putting uh, cucumbers and mint um, in a picture that has a, uh, a drainer. And then when you pour the water in, you get the flavor of the cucumber and the mint and not the cucumber and mint itself in the glass. And I began drinking, drinking that. I started out drinking four glasses a day. Now I'm up to about eight to ten glasses a day of water. And the rule of thumb really should be the more um, things you drink that are uh, like, for instance, coffee, soda, uh, things that you know aren't that great for you, the more water you should drink to flush that out. Uh, so increasing my water helped a lot. And the other thing, and this is huge, and, it's, and I'm still working on that, and that's making sure that you get enough rest. Sleep deprivation is one of the key issues that we have right now in our country. People are not getting enough sleep, and there's all kinds of reasons for it. But one thing guaranteed, if you're not getting enough sleep, then you're not going to be uh, operating at optimum. You're not going to be thinking at optimum. You're not going to be feeling really well inside. And it kind of feeds into everything that we do. So I started working on sleeping because I still uh, get up every morning at 4.30 in the morning. I still do that. But what I've changed is I go to bed earlier so I can make sure I get my six to eight hours of sleep. So I might have to um, record my favorite you know, television series or something and watch it at another time. Um, I decided that staying up on the latest television series wasn't as important as making sure that I get enough sleep. So those were the three things that I did right away to begin to start feeling better. And as I started doing those things, then other things began to come into play in terms of the kinds of food that I was eating, the kinds of exercising that I was doing, and then I increased my prayer and meditation. That was the next thing that I really worked on a lot. Um, when you're going inside and tapping that source within, it's so important that you begin to become in tune with yourself, and your body will tell you what it is that you need, and the Holy Spirit will speak to you and tell you the things that you need to do to be totally well for your mind, body, and spirit. So those are the things that I incorporated and still do every day. And when I'm coaching my clients, that's where we start, with the very basics, and then we go from there. Linus, I love what you said, because I think that there's a lot of people that, that say, oh, yeah, I want to lose weight, I want to change, I want to do this. When we launched the From Good to Amazing program here at Unity Campus, uh, we've had people uh, lose 125 pounds. We've had several people lose uh, over 50 pounds, we started a wellness program here on the grounds. Uh, we had people uh, give up some of their addictive uh, personalities of things that they were clinging to, uh, whether it's smoking or alcohol or, you know, whatever medicates us. But anyway, it, it's, I love what you're saying because there are so many people, they, they seem to have an attitude like, well, you know, I really want to change, but I don't want to give anything up. I'm going to repeat that again because of what you said. It was so powerful and it's so true is you made a decision early on that it wasn't necessary to give up something, but you looked at what you could add 
uh, to your life. Because when you add uh, a little bit here of maybe walking or adding uh, different connections or new friends or whatever, when you add new things in, what will happen over time is the things that aren't supposed to be there, they're going to fall off or, or you're going to lose them in more of a natural way uh, rather than an extreme way. When you talk about water, I too, I discovered that um, many years ago. I mean, I used to have one, two main drinks. One was coffee and one was wine. And whichever one played out first, you know, that would be my, my daily dose. And so when I, many years ago, then started becoming more awake, which by the way, uh, I'll be sober 25 years um, this year. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> wow, that is so, incredible. My goodness. I know. I, I still am fascinated by the whole thing. But anyway, <laughs> that's a, a different talk for a different day, like we would say. But what I discovered about water, because it, if you feel tired during the day, you're usually not drinking enough water. If you feel uh, low in, in vibration, you're usually not drinking enough water. So what I did to make it easy, because I do think that if we make it easy on ourselves, uh, we'll do it. Like you said, I added lemon. I, I made it more inviting. But I have uh, favorite drinking uh, glass bottles. And every day uh, before I you know, go out in the world, I, I fill two of them up of filtered water. And I know ah. that that's my task is for the day is to drink at least the two of those. And um, it's just I have a little carrier that I put the glass bottles in, and that's what I do. And I've been doing it for years, and I have been tested um, in different offices, uh, doctor's offices, and they tell me I'm one of the most hydrated people that they've ever tested. <laughs> <laughs> because I it's, just, I really am faithful to it, you know. That's a great accomplishment because that is another issue that we have in this country besides sleep deprivation. We also walk around dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a story uh, I want to share with you of a friend of mine who um, um, was um, in a grocery store and passed out. And she just knew that she was on her way to a heart attack or something more serious than that. And when all the tests came back, it was very simple. She was dehydrated. She just wasn't drinking enough water. And interestingly enough, she thought, you know, the idea was drinking liquids. Well, she was drinking juices, sodas, and coffee. All of those have a tendency to dehydrate you somewhat. If it's sugar in there, it will dehydrate you. Caffeine dehydrates you. The very things that we think that we're feeding our bodies that are good for us are the very things that might give us a little, a little bit of extra energy, false energy, are the things that also dehydrate us. That's and so nothing re- replaces your electrolytes like water. You need no, to replace so the true. electrolytes. Soda does not replace electrolytes. And caffeine or coffee certainly does not, nor does juice. But water absolutely does. Uh, and there's a whole controversy about, well, should it be bottled water, filtered water, water from the tap? Yeah, Water is water. Some water is better than other water. I'm not advocating that you, um, you know, go out and buy the most expensive water and that's the best water for you. That's not necessarily true. But the most important thing is that you keep yourself hydrated. 
and the energy levels will rise, and definitely you won't end up like my friend, passed out at the grocery store thinking she was having a heart attack in the ambulance, and she was just dehydrated. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm loving these yeah. simplistic ways for us to live, and we're talking with Linus Woods Mullins today. You can go to her website, praiseworks.biz. She's doing amazing work across the country and others uh, to share the message of various ways of health in the way that she lives and teaches in education. So I'm Temple Hayes, and I want to thank you for being with us on Online Unity Radio, the voice for the awakening world, and we'll be right back after this break. Tell all your friends that we are live on the air right now. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on Shop. You have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, 
Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to our show today. We're talking to uh, Linus Woods Mullins. She has her own radio show, A Journey to Wellness, um, and she is doing great work. Her website is praiseworks.biz. So please uh, look Linus up, and you'll want to add her to uh, a show that you listen to. Thank you, all of you, for joining us on Unity Online Radio. We also appreciate your donations, which allow us to keep the voice for the awakening world spread throughout the globe. We're in 127 countries now, Linus. Can you believe that? Wow. And we're also doing a big cruise this year in November with a lot of the radio hosts in November. So you can find the information out uh, by going to unity.fm. So we thank all of you for your support. Linus, before we went on break, we were talking about uh, different simple things that people can do, like if you carry a, uh, a glass water bottle, uh, a couple of them throughout the course of the day, you'll guarantee yourself that you'll have uh, ample water. Uh, I uh, am one that I won't drink from plastic water bottles. I've been that way for years. I use a filtration system because I, I just feel that that's what works for me. Uh, I'll be glad to answer any questions that the audience has if they would like to write at amazing at unity.fm. The other thing is that I won't use a microwave oven. I probably in mm. 10 years, I can't say when I've used a microwave oven uh, because I just, it doesn't resonate with me that it feels right, mm-hmm. you know, as far as food. So that's, those are a couple of my ways of how I feel like um, nutrition. And then I'm vegetarian. So, but one of the things that I, I know that you know so much about nutrition and you and I have talked about this before when I was on your radio show is that it's important that you listen um, to yourself because like you say on your internet talk show, The Wellness Journey, if you don't follow what works for you, then that's, uh, that's what you need to be listening to is your inner voice. Absolutely. I think it's very important. And I wanted to say something about the microwave thing for a minute because um, you would think that it would be commonsensical that people would know this, but sometimes we block messages that we know are right because it's not convenient. But lots of times convenience comes at a price. And the reality is is that you may be, let's say, eating broccoli and you decide you want to heat up real quick to have a quick stir-fry microwave style. Just understand that when you put any kind of food in the microwave, you are reducing the narrative value significantly. And especially if the, if, the, if the food has already been cooked and then you're heating it up again in the microwave, um, I wouldn't say you're eating totally empty uh, food of nutrition, but it's, it's not nearly as nutritious as if you were just real quickly heat it up in the oven or re-cook it um, on the stove. Uh, microwaves are very convenient. They're a part of our society. I guess restaurants have been using them for even longer than we have as consumers. But the reality is that it is death in terms of uh, having really nutritious meals. And uh, as a vegetarian, uh, or if you're somebody who is a raw food eater in particular, this isn't as big of an issue. But for people who live active lifestyles, there are kinds of foods that you can eat where you can still take the time to warm them up instead of throwing them into the microwave. And it's a lifestyle change. You know, you have to do it 
gradually. It doesn't happen overnight, but you can do it. You can begin to cook things and eat things that don't require uh, them to be warm all the time or that you have time to heat them up. You know, it's, it's a time management issue and it's also a menu planning issue, but you can do it over time with a little education and also with a little discipline. I mean, discipline always uh, comes into play when you're talking about accomplishing a goal worth accomplishing. I mean, that's why we call them goals. You're kind of stretching or reaching for something and hoping to uh, achieve that goal. And that means you're going to go a little bit outside your comfort zone to do that. Uh, but once you reach that goal, boy, doesn't it feel good to say, wow, I did, I, I accomplished that goal of not using my, my, my microwave for the whole week. I know that sounds like, oh, my God, I could never do that. But you'd be surprised what you can do once you make a commitment to do it. So I just kind of wanted to, to uh, interject that. But when it comes to nutrition, I, I had a couple of uh, tips I wanted to share uh, with uh, your listeners uh, when it comes to eating things that will give you quick energy. Besides grabbing a cup of coffee or um, uh, eating uh, some uh, chocolate, although I will say dark chocolate, Real dark chocolate has some medicinal qualities from a cardiovascular perspective. So I won't say don't eat dark chocolate, but it's one of the best foods to eat um, when you're trying to um, get energized and re- replace some of the things that you need along with your glass of water um, when it comes to electrolytes is a banana. A banana is one of the best foods around in terms of um, all of the minerals that are uh, in bananas as well as the fact that it's uh, you know, low in cholesterol. There's no fat associated with it, and it does give you energy. Very good if you're under a lot of stress because it has B vitamins, and it helps replace those B vitamins that we really need to keep us from feeling stress. Another thing that uh, you might want to, I know everybody's uh, looked at the idea of grabbing a trail mix, and uh, my only uh, concern with trail mix, I think it's good for you, but you know what? You can make your own trail mix. You, you get all the different components, and you make it yourself. That way you know what's in it. Uh, some trail mixes that you grab might have preservatives in it, or maybe even additives, and that kind of takes away some inertia values. So if you really want to um, be on top of things, um, Make your own trail mix. Get your own sunflower seeds, your own almonds, uh, cranberries, uh, cherries, uh, maybe some papaya, uh, pineapple, uh, apples, and um, mix them all together maybe with some nuts or something, and you have a great snack that is filling. Um, go to the store and find out about those organically dried fruits. Uh, some dried fruits have not been dried uh, in a way that is without chemical processing, but there are other dried fruits that have been done in a natural way, and those are the ones you really want to eat. And definitely you want to check to make sure that they have an added sugar to make it extra special for you because the reality is, I mean, sugar is an, an enhancer. It enhances the flavor, but it really does. Every time we introduce sugar into our system, it just gobbles up, just like the Pac-Man. You know, it just gobbles up. Uh, any nerve to value the food may have. And I know that we consume um, per person um, on the average hundreds of pounds of sugar a year. It's unbelievable because there's sugar in uh, processed food that we don't even necessarily taste. And then, of course, there's the sugar that we add to the processed food that we don't necessarily taste. So the whole idea 
of maybe looking for ways to reduce sugar so that you can get the most out of your food is really good. And I know sugar gives us a false sense of energy, but I'm sure you've heard about how your blood sugar goes way up and you feel really, really old and invigorated and all kinds of energy, and then it goes way down because it was a false indicator. It was not really your true body um, producing um, energy. It was just a false, kind of a, a false energizer. So if you want to really energize yourself, eating trail mix is really good. Um, an apple. That whole idea of the apple a day keeps the doctor away. Um, it's a kind of a funny thing, but it is not an urban legend. It's true. Apples have extreme nutritive value. They will give you energy. They help to curb your appetite, and it makes a great afternoon snack. I don't know about you, but for me, around 2 p.m. or so, 3 o'clock, my blood sugar level goes down. And back in the day when I was in corporate America, what was my answer? To take a trip over to that coffee place across the street, which will be remain uh, unnamed, but um, everybody likes to go there. It's a great place to go. Uh, and I would get one of those tall or grand day, whatever it was, that had caffeine in it. And boy, I would be going for about two hours. By the time I got home, which would be about 6.30 or so, I'd be back down again, exhausted. And my day would have just begun because it would have been time to prepare dinner, you know, do the homework with the girls and spend time with the husband and all that kind of stuff. And by the time I was asleep, I would be exhausted. When I left corporate America and took caffeine and all that out of my diet, I didn't have those high spikes like I, you know, used to have. And without even trying, because I wasn't eating those or drinking those um, espresso drinks with all the sugar and stuff in them, without even trying, I lost 20 pounds without even permanently because I stopped drinking the white mochas, the mochas, and the frappuccinos and all that kind of stuff because they are packed solid with calories. And I wasn't trying to lose a lot of weight. I'm, if people, you've seen me. I'm, I'm not a very big person. But I did have an extra 20 pounds there that I guess my body didn't really need because when I stopped eating things that weren't good for me, the body just kind of got rid of that extra stuff that I didn't need. And I'm supposed to be a size 6, and I was a size 8. And I went down to a size six, and I was like, oh, you, you're dieting? You're already so thin. I said, no, I wasn't dieting. I just stopped eating those things that weren't good for me and started eating things that were good for me. And the stuff that my body wasn't supposed to hold on to, uh, it just normally left. Well, the other thing with uh, coffee, it carries the energy of anger. So... Um, you know, we have a lot of reactive people, you know, driving in automobiles and, you know, those kind of things, uh, being way overly stressed and somewhat dramatic, like, this is my lane. No, this is my lane. You know, of a lot of people tanked on caffeine. Uh, it definitely uh, plays a part in that. But the element of, of anger, for sure, and it's extremely acidic. The other thing that with what you were saying is that, you know, cancer is fed by sugar and sugar feeds cancer to grow. So the one thing that I've come to realize is when you're craving sugar, you don't have enough protein. So if you're having Absolutely. a, oh gosh, I wish I had some sugar, uh, you know, something or, or something carby, uh, add a protein and it will uh, dissipate that, that longing or that desiring, which has been, you know, very helpful to me. It's so, it's, yeah, it's so fun to learn these kind of things because one of the points that you made earlier 
and it's kind of a place I have lived from, is it doesn't hurt anything to do something new for a period of time. You know, the best case is you would find something uh, that brings you a lot of joy in your new discovery. The worst case is you could go back to doing it the way you've always done it. But with changes in eating, people say, well, isn't that hard? It's like, it's not hard unless you decide it's going to be hard. It's like anything else. You know, like people said to me, well, was it hard to give up drinking? I said, it was harder doing something that really wasn't happy for me in the first place. So hard is um, is when we're not really aligned with what's true for us to have an amazing life. And though it might take extra hours a week to combine your foods or to do things uh, well nutritionally, you have so many more hours in the week because, you know, by the time you get home from work, you're not toast the rest of the evening. You still feel like doing things and accomplishing things and and going out and having uh, other things and meeting people and connecting because you're not tired all the time. Absolutely, and I think that that's a very, very important point. And another thing I want to point out, too, when it comes to making lifestyle changes and and trying to, you know, treat your temples in the way that God intended us to do, you know, be kind to yourselves. Another chronic issue that we have here in this country is that we are constantly beating up on ourselves. Uh, We are constantly criticizing ourselves for not being perfect or not, um, you know, Uh, doing things in the way that we feel that we're supposed to be doing them. Sometimes you might backslide and take a trip across the street and pick up that mocha when you have sworn them off and you're not going to do them anymore. Well, guess what? Um, You're not going to shrivel up and die, and you're not going to turn into a a pillar of salt. Uh, You know, you make mistakes, you take a look at what you've done, what what was it that might have caused you to have that craving, and you, you know, take stock and make note of it, and then you make the adjusted change. Part of making a lifestyle change, and this is part of the lifestyle change, is learning to love yourself where you are at that point and moment in time, wherever that is, to live in the moment and to relish that instead of beating up on yourself of what you should have, could have, would have done based upon your new goals and objectives of this new lifestyle change. You don't want the lifestyle change to become uh, the thing that causes you anxiety and stress. You want it to be a pleasant transition. So part of that pleasant transition is being kind to yourself and setting realistic expectations so that you are looking forward to the end result instead of dreading getting up the next morning because of the new lifestyle change that you have decided you're going to make. It's not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be an experience uh, that is going to help you embark on a journey of total wellness but still be joyful at the same time. So it's real important to be kind to yourself. And I suggest to, to anyone that's making a lifestyle change, whether it's uh, wanting to lose weight or change the way you're eating or exercising or increasing your prayer time or whatever it is that you're doing, that you journal along the way. Journaling is one way to kind of look back and see from whence you came. And it also helps you work out by writing out what's going on in your mind. So you're not doing all that negative self-talk inside your head. You're putting it on paper and you get it out. And then after a while, you're not rolling around in your head because you've gotten it out and it's on paper. And then you can move on to something else. But journaling is so crucial. And for my journey, when I started uh, in terms of making my lifestyle changes, 
the journals were extremely important. In fact, my journals now, I'm, I'm turning them into a book. I'm writing a book. And um, I look back at where I was in 2008 and where I am now in 2012. And um, as you would say, it is amazing. I was thinking that I'm not growing fast enough, I'm not changing fast enough, I'm not accomplishing my goals, you know, in the way I would like because I was, you know, going through that beat-up phase. But when I look at, you know, back in terms of once I came as as a result of having that journal, it really is, it it helps, it's an affirmation. It helps, it's self-affirming. It helps you see how you grow and it gives you the fuel to want to continue to grow. You say, my gosh, look what I've done. My goodness, I, I want to keep doing this. It's a feel-good. It really is. And so I encourage your listeners to journal as they are going through their journey of um, getting totally well and beginning to make some lifestyle changes. It feels good to talk about your successes, and it is cathartic to talk about those things that maybe aren't such feel-goods. You get them out on paper, and then you move on instead of keeping them inside and holding them inside yourself. That's very true. Well, what a, uh, a wellness journey that you have been on and continue to be on. We're going to break now, and I want to thank everyone for participating on Unity Online Radio and sharing with people about our show from Good to Amazing. Really appreciate your support. And you also can download um, on your phone the ability to listen to our show at any time, and the information is on unity.com. FM. I'm Temple Hayes, and we'll be right back. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, People have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. Turn to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone. We're talking today on From Good to Amazing with Linus Woods Mullins. You can read all about her work and follow all the great things she's doing with her radio show and with all the things she does uh, throughout the globe on praiseworks.biz, so you can find her on her website. And Linus made many discoveries years ago in how to take better care of herself, that the most important thing you can give to the world is to take care of your body temple and to explore avenues in which to have dynamic energy, and that Linus does. Linus, again, it's, it's great having you on our show today, we have, I feel, given our audience uh, several different golden nuggets that they can use, anything from hydration to an awareness in nutrition. I think another point that we want to make uh, for our listening audience is usually it's the things you crave that you are allergic to, and that's kind of a, a measuring point uh, for individuals to be aware of that. So if you're craving a certain food, odds are you are allergic to it and there would be a better choice. The thing I advise people is to give it up for about three weeks to a month and then integrate it back into your program and you'll see that it's probably not so great for you overall. That's absolutely true. Tell us a little bit more about your work and ways that people can learn more about what you're doing. You said that you are writing a book. When is your book going to be out, and what is the name of it? Well, my book will be out in August, God willing. We're uh, going through final edits now, and the name of the book is um, I Never Stopped Dancing, My Journey to Emotional Wellness from Tragedy to Triumph. And it's my personal story of um, how I became emotionally well, and it's also the story of 25 other women who have gone through some kind of tragedy in their lives and how they were able to triumphant, be triumphant in spite of uh, the challenges and obstacles. So it's a very inspiring book, but it's, I think it's something there for everyone. Uh, we have women from all walks of life, from all different parts of the world, who are willing to share their stories, and uh, it's um, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, many times as I was interviewing women trying to find stories that I felt would resonate with people. I had a handkerchief, you know, right next to me as I was talking with them because uh, just such amazing uh, women. But the thing that uh, lies in their journey or in most journeys, it's sometimes it's not about the destination as it is the things that you learn along the way. And uh, it's this, there are stories of how the things that they learned and are still learning that was so powerful and resonated with me. So, um I'm blessed to um, be having the book published and uh, hoping for August is when it's going to be coming out. And and I never stop dancing. It's kind of a, a metaphor in a way. Um, as you know, I'm a dancer. I've uh, been dancing since I was four years old. So I would say it's absolutely true. I've been dancing for 50 years. So everybody do the math on that. And you can figure out. <laughs> I'm not 44, so 
<laughs> I've been dancing for 50 years. And um, I started out, um, I think from, uh, if I'm forever grateful for my parents for paying my college tuition and paying um, the ballet studio for so many years uh, uh, for dance. And um, when I was in my 30s, uh, after I had um, at least three of my children, I have four girls, but at the time I had three girls, I started doing praise dance. And I wanted to share with the listeners um, the beauty of praise dance and what it's all about. And a lot of people uh, aren't quite sure what praise dance is, but I guess praise dance basically is honoring God and honoring the spirit within that God has placed within us. And that's why it's so important for us to take care of our temples because it houses the Holy Spirit, and you want to do honor to that. And um, when I was first approached to praise dance, which was about 15 years ago or so, oh gosh, more than that now, 20 years ago, um, I wasn't getting it because um, I was a trained ballet dancer, a trained professional dancer, jazz, modern, Afro-Caribbean, um, you name it, I've taken it, I've performed it. And so to me it was like performing in church to Christian music or gospel music, whatever the music was. But as I got more and more into the dance, um, or I should say more into the praise and listen to the dance, I began to understand how emotionally healing praise dance is. Uh, hence the reason why I named my company what I did, because praise really does work. Uh, praise for me was probably the most instrumental thing that brought me to my total healing in terms of uh, my anxiety disorder uh, and also working through uh, certain uh, tragedies that have happened in my life. Uh, it was the ability to um, get into praise dance and to move, celebrating the spirit within myself that God has placed within me and being able to communicate to others uh, in the congregation about the beauty of movement. And I would encourage any listener out there to say, oh gosh, I've never danced before. You don't have to have as much training as I've had uh, to be a praise dancer because it comes from the spirit. And yes, there are certain moves and things that represent certain meanings and things of that nature, but the beauty of praise dance is that it's all about praising him whether you're praising in the form of dance or praising in the form of singing or praising in the form of prayer or whatever it is, um, uh, praising in the form of playing music, the whole idea of praise is that it is a healing. It's a healing thing to do. It's an act, you're taking an active part in the healing of your spirit. And um, for uh, Praise Works, my company, um, we um, have had and are going to have again uh, this summer um, uh, praise uh, dance retreats where people can come and learn about praise dance, learn about what resonates with them in terms of movement and ways to move their body to honor God and to also honor the spirit within. So I wanted to share that with your uh, listeners. I don't know how many of them might have praise dance um, um, uh, ministries in their churches, uh, but if they do, I would encourage you to um, maybe participate or find out more about it because it is such a wonderful experience, especially if you've never danced before. You'd be surprised what God has placed within you to, that needs to come out through movement. Well, there's the, uh, the statement that says, when did we stop dancing? When did we stop singing? And when did we stop sharing the deep, rich stories of our lives? Because they're all part of, of healing. 
and like you're saying, I mean, in ancient time, that's what people did. When they gathered together, they danced, they were chanting, or they were using the extended original heartbeat called the drum, and they were gathered together in ceremony. It would lift them up, and they would be able to rise above whatever conditions they were enduring at at that time. We have a, a dance team uh, here in our community uh, that mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, praising the Creator, praising God, um, higher power, whatever one may call it, you know, in that recognizing that grace of life. And it is. It's very powerful, but definitely great medicine, you know, for an individual to work with. And it oh, <laughs> creates okay. a sense of well-being for sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, it gets it gets the endorphins going. Any kind of movement gets the endorphins going, and dance definitely gets the endorphins going. Um, I've never, uh, I can't remember a time when I have been uh, dancing either in a dance class or teaching a dance class or ministering in dance where afterwards I haven't felt better. Right now, I'm, um, I don't know if I had a chance to tell you this or not, but I'm, I'm choreographing a play, and um, I'm working with non-dancers, Great actors and um, great um, singers, but they're not necessarily dancers. So I have to choreograph movement that goes well with um, the songs that they're singing. And also, it's a period piece, so it has to, I have to denote movement of the times. And the thing that is so wonderful is that initially, everybody was kind of like, ah, I'm not a dancer. Blah, blah, blah. But it's amazing to see uh, how their spirits just come Forth, and the the movement helps to helps them to be able to deliver uh, their message in the song, and it is just an amazing experience. So I say again that you don't have to be a dancer, a professionally trained dancer, to dance and to glorify God and to move your bodies. Our, our bodies are amazing machines, and they were created to move. Quite as it's kept, they weren't created to sit in front of a TV all day or a computer all, all day or on the phone all day or in a car all day. They were created to move. That's why we have joints and, and things and muscles and things is so that we can move our bodies. And as you begin to move certain hormones that make you feel better about yourself and about your current circumstance, it really begins to change not just you in terms of how you're feeling, but it can change your life. Having a regime that involves some kind of movement every day. There's been studies that have shown that that there's a direct correlation between movement and depression and sleeplessness. The more activity you have in terms of movement, the uh, propensity and less sleeplessness is there. And that is really, really true. And I would just want to encourage all of your listeners, if they're not moving right now to think about the kinds of things that they can do and it's okay because you know you can dance in your home like no one's watching you heard you've heard that expression you know, dance like no one's watching you can do that in your home no one's looking or maybe it's just your family that's okay they think you're a little crazy but uh, i can remember when my kids were little and uh, we used to do something called stomp on the devil's head and we would put on some good gospel music or whatever and just start dancing around the house and my husband would come home and he'd go oh, what the heck is going on? <laughs> but we have a great time. It was a great time. It was a great way to, you know, get rid of some of that excess energy and stress and to enjoy just being 
uh, one of God's creations and expressing, you know, um, our feeling in a positive way. Uh, so I encourage your listeners to do that um, for themselves, with their family, with their friends. You know, grab a buddy and uh, take them with you to dance class or, you know, uh, go with a neighbor or something. But definitely get into the idea of movement. You will be blessed as a result. Well, I think that's a good way to close the show. Um, as our listeners will see when they go to your website, praiseworks.biz, they're going to clearly see that you, um, even though you're middle 50s, you are beautiful. You are dynamic, and I empower you and bless you to continue to do the work that you're doing in the world, Linus. Thank you for being on our show today, and uh, we look forward to having you back after your book comes out and talking about that. Okay. So. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure and an honor, and blessings to all of you, and blessings to you too, Temple. Thank you, my dear. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists discussing things like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Oh, no, no, no. He has a list of upcoming guests that sounds like a roll call of the Interfaith Council. Rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a topic and let them go for it. Imagine having a rabbi and a Catholic priest talking about Jesus as a Jew, or asking a biblical literalist to explain creationism to a liberal Christian Bible scholar. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he'll keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So, let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. 
This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 